This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for the second half of the Curtain Call podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, and I'm joined as, well, for, for once, I guess, this is the, the new dynamic duo uh, for this uh one-off Wednesday night, one Mr. Brian Anthony Davis. Uh, Brian, how are you enjoying being on uh, on Wednesday nights? I'm so glad to be back on a show with you, Michael. We did we did a few shows together back in 2020 when um, when we were figuring some things out on the podcast side, and it was a blast. And I'm really glad to be back here. And I know it's a pleasure for you because you finally get to talk to somebody with hair. <laughs> oh, I hope Jeffrey's watching right now. <laughs> I do too. I love Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. If not, I'll, I'll have to crop it and just send it to him to make sure he does get that little clip. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, getting back on tracks with the, the Steelers talk uh, in the first half of the show, we, we kind of rattled off the teams that we think will be the five worst teams in the NFL this year. Uh, of course, there'll be some stuff that throws wrenches in all those plans. But uh, to start things off for the second half of the show, why don't we break down the five teams that we think will be the best of the best in the NFL, at least in the regular season. Anything can happen in the playoffs. But, uh, Brian, do you want to start us off with the team you think will be uh, number one in those power rankings come uh, the end of January or the beginning of January? Yeah, so this is where I'm going to take a lot of crap. And everybody hates when I do this, but I am actually going to say the Cleveland Browns at number five. Whoa. As the, the fifth ranked team out of like. As the, as the fifth ranked okay. team. Um, okay. we'll, we'll work our way up. I'm going to go ahead and, and put them there. Now, what I'm going to say is I everybody's going to give me hell for this, and I get it. I hate number six. I do not mention his name, and I ask you to respect me here, Michael Beck, and please don't mention number six's name. He's number six, and that's it. If <laughs> we'll we can give him the call, Voldemort treatment, it, yes. If we can go, if we can put call A B, Mister Third and Fifth for all those years, we can call this Jack Wagon number six. Can't stand <laughs> him. I will not even buy. I I can't remember what insurance company he shills for, but I had we we had that. And we could have saved money with it. I told the wife, get rid of it. This guy's an ass. Oh, excuse me. I'm not. I'm the podcast <laughs> hey, producer, and I'm you're not. the you're the big PP. You make all the rules. Yeah. Right? We're, well, we're still going. With that. I, I, I stopped. I I did add on to the end, so I'm okay. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to lose YouTube money from that. Um, <laughs> but I've got to call. I've got to call this defense pretty pretty special this is a pretty special defense they're 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 a middle linebacker away from being great but those defense that defensive backfield it's pretty nice you just brought john jack john johnson the third in there you've got denso ward you've got some players on this team you're getting a guy back that had no impact last year in grant delpit Mm, yeah. A lot of people forget about, about that him. guy. And then, I mean, look look at 
everything else you have on this team, you have Greg Newsom as well. You brought JOK in, and these are just guys that aren't expected to do too much this year. On the offensive side, you've got a two, you've got a two-headed running attack. You've got a much improved offensive line on a, a team that that went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers last season. Do I want to see this? Do I want to see those receivers? I don't want to see o, OBJ and Jarvis Landry do anything because I think Jarvis Landry's fantastic, but he is turning into one of those guys that you're going to hate more and more. He is one of those guys that he's a number six land. Maybe we just start calling him number 80. But all I'm saying about this team, with the tight ends they have there, Harrison Bryant is probably going to be an all-pro in a couple years. You've got Austin Hooper there. You've got David Njoku, who's probably going to be on his, on his way out. And it's great. I'm getting voted off the island. I'm, I'm, I love it. Um, I've got Wes, who I respect his opinion, but he's saying Brown's going 7-10. and 10. I'm, just, I'm just not buying it. It'd be nice, I, though. <laughs> look, I'm not putting them as number one, and I'd love to see it. I just think this team is is not done yet, and all that losing has built them up. Yeah, I, for this exercise, I kept them out of my top five, but uh, I, I do agree with what you're saying. There, there is some people in the analytics community that are suggesting that the Browns' defense really didn't get much better from last year despite the big names they added. Which is which is something it, like pretty interesting to me. Uh, I, take it with a grain of salt because uh, analytics to me is just part of the puzzle, not the puzzle itself. So uh, they, they could take a huge step forward, but there are some numbers that are kind of underlying that say that they might be kind of the same that they were a year ago, which was still a, a pretty good team to their credit. Uh, but my number five team, I have the Tennessee Titans. Uh, after they added Julio Jones, uh, their their trifecta towers. Um, I think that might be a good way to put it. Their offense, their offensive line is pretty nasty. Uh, they're, they're obviously two humongous receivers in AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Like who do you choose to double? And can, can you even afford to double anyone with, uh, well, honestly the best running back in football and Derrick Henry until he were proven otherwise, they have a very nice offense defensively. We know they struggled at times last year. They've, they've changed some stuff up, and they still have Mike Vrabel as their head coach, one of the best defensive minds we have in the NFL today. And they added Bud Dupree, who, uh, I mean, Steeler fans, I think we should, we're, we're still allowed to cheer for that guy. Uh, he developed Absolutely. into such a marvelous piece, uh, and he, he still loves the city. If, if it wasn't up to him, uh, I bet you he would still be a Pittsburgh Steeler if uh, that darn salary cap wasn't a thing. So uh, I think uh, the Tennessee Titans – are my fifth best team as we sit here right now in professional football. Uh, what are you looking at at number four? First of all, I would actually like to say that Tennessee was my number six team. Hmm. I I really believe in them. I just I I just cut them out at the last minute, and I went with the Browns. Was it shock factor? Possibly. I don't know, but <laughs> got to get num the numbers up. <laughs> number four is an interesting team that a lot of. A lot of people are going to disagree with this too, but it's the San Francisco 49ers. That's an interesting pick. And they are, they're in a great division. I get it. And that's an interesting division too, because if you rank that and we ranked the divisions last week on this very show, 
No, actually, not on the show. Excuse me, on the Scobro show. It was Mark Davison and I. And that that's a fantastic division. And you're looking at a possibility of a last place team could be a team like the Arizona Cardinals, and they could be they could be ten and seven. And that's a team that could have four teams in the playoffs, possibly. They're uh, that division, excuse me. They're that good. Um, but I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers. They weren't they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They're not they were not healthy at all last year. I'm not expecting their number one pick to come in and change things, but I'm still looking at Garoppolo to come on in and and uh, make some magic with that team once again. They've got a fantastic head coach. So let's go with SF at number four. I, I do like that pick a lot. They're not in my top five, but I have a feeling the Niners might get off to a really hot start. And do you remember when Colin Kaepernick took over for Alex Smith and they kind of revolutionized that zone read offense? I, I feel like we could see something like that where Trey Lance comes in at the end of the year uh, and just takes that offense to a whole nother level. I could see that. I, I could definitely see that happening. If not this year, then potentially next year uh, he takes the reins. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, and until they can prove that they're they're healthy because that was a brutal stretch for them as well last year. Uh, I'll, I'll be a little hesitant on the Niners, but they're still a top 10 team in my opinion. Uh, but my number four team also hails from the NFC West, uh, which I, I think we can all agree. Uh, I see some people in the comments not, not agreeing already, though, that I think the NFC West – pretty unarguably is the best division in football because I think all four teams are going to the playoffs. They're, they're taking all the wild card spots in the NFC. Well, hashtag bad company voted the AFC North. I get it. Slightly over the NFC West. And we that the was... Bengals, though, they're worse teams, either the Seahawks or the, the Cardinals. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. But, uh, yeah, my number four team is the L.A. Rams. Uh, adding Matthew Stafford. Some people, it's weird. It's kind of a polarizing topic this offseason. season. Rather, if he's overrated or underrated, it seems like there's a lot of question marks still surrounding him. I think he just gives that team all that more juice, uh, gives Sean McVay the guy they absolutely wanted. Uh, I, I am really excited to see what this Rams team can do uh, in SoFi Stadium, uh, loaded up with people. Uh, those receivers, that quarterback, offensive line, defense, they arguably have the best player in football in Aaron Donald. Uh, they arguably have the best defensive back in Jalen Ramsey. You go through their defense, you could you could make an argument that they're the best defense in football with this great new offense, uh, this new quarterback, this offensive-minded head coach. It's a good time to be a Rams fan, and with the Super Bowl being in L.A., perhaps we could see uh, one of the teams once again representing its city in the Super Bowl out of the NFC. That That's the team I'm kind of looking at. But – their offensive skill positions, besides the quarterback, I mean, are they that special? I mean, Cam Akers, are we are we ready to say that Cam Akers is the guy? The wide receivers as well? I, I like their wide receivers. I think Robert Woods is pretty underrated. Cooper Cup, he just he's had some stretches where he's been like one of the best receivers in football. And then they still have Deshaun Jackson too, who who will take the take the top off the offense. All these guys are burners. Uh, I think Josh Reynolds is the other name. Uh, he's had some moments of brilliance. I, I like their receivers. I, I think they have sneaky good receivers. Okay. Uh, what are you looking at as your number three team? All right. So my number three team, I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody is looking for them to repeat. Everybody's looking to crown them. 
I it was a team that got hot. And they they've done some pretty good things even after the Super Bowl, but I just don't think that this is a team that is going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Could they be in the NFC Championship game? Absolutely they could. But that's a good defense, but they gelled at the right time. There was no time in the regular season in 2020 that anybody said that this is the best team in the National Football League. And there wasn't. And I defy you to say that the that they were, because when they ended up playing Kansas City in the regular season, you know, they it was close at some points, but that game was never really in doubt. Now it turned around. It was a it was a fantastically coached game on defense in that Super Bowl. I just don't think they are the team that we saw celebrate in February, in Tampa, in their home stadium. And that goes a long way too. You know, even though they were the visitors in their home stadium, I think that goes a long way. And I got to tell you, I can't hack another, if I have to hear the phrase Champa Bay once again, the <laughs> lightning killed me. I I rooted for the Canadians. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Habs all the way. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious. I can't stand the Champa Bay thing. Um, maybe this is just sour grapes on Bad's part, but I'm going to give them the respect they deserve, but number three. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Tampa Bay is also my number three team. Uh, but again, I, I think they're another year older. I'm not sure if they're going to be the team that repeats for the first time since the Patriots all that uh, all that time ago now. Um they are still one heck of a roster returning all their starters. So you, you can't deny the Super Bowl champions a, a spot in this top five. So really top three, I think, is uh, more than fair uh, for basically everything you said. And it's the same roster. They're, they're the, the same team. They had a pretty good draft for themselves. Uh, they're deeper. Well, they're one of the deepest teams in football to begin with, but they're even deeper now. Uh, so I think uh, number three being Tampa Bay is a pretty uh, fair mix there but so what are you looking at at number two all right i i switched this at, at the last moment oh okay and i switched number one and number two and i'm going with the team with the most insane fans in the national football league this is the these are the fans that make me absolutely hate this team <laughs> our top when, three is identical <laughs> when you right when you jump off of a recreational vehicle into, and this guy has had some crazy times back in the eighties and nineties, mostly the nineties had some crazy times. But when you jump off an RV into a flaming table and knock over women and children and wear Lucha Libre masks and call yourself Bill's mafia, you're absolutely insane. The Buffalo bills are a fantastic team. And there is a part of me that was going, I can put them at number one, but I can't. And it has nothing to do with the team. It has nothing to do with the fans. It has everything to do with who I'm putting ahead of. But the Buffalo Bills are a very good football team. Top to bottom, there's not a lot of holes. I think this core, uh, also my number two team is the Buffalo Bills. Um, but I think this core of the Bills will be the first Bills team to hoist a Lombardi. I think they've done a great job of building this team. Uh, if it's not this year or next year, I think within the next five years, we'll see a Bills team 
hoist a trophy. It, it just seems like they've done it the right way. Uh, be it what their fans are, how they'll ruthlessly attack you on social media if they don't like what you have to say. But uh, I, I think that they've done it the right way. They've built a fantastic team for themselves. Uh, they drafted most of it, made some savvy trades, some good free agent decisions. I, I like how the Bills have put this together. They're number two. Can they supplant the team at number one, though, Brian? No. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's as simple as the Kansas City Chiefs went out and got stronger. They completely revamped that offensive line, which was was an overreaction because of the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. They had to fix that, and that was the weakness on that team. There's There are not many weaknesses on that team. Now, you can say that their defense is not great. They still have some core players in the right spot that are really good. You've got your, your nose tackle. Chris is just absolutely fantastic. Then... Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. He's he is a defensive player of the year candidate, actually. Believe it or not, we can talk about Miles Garrett and TJ, and we can talk about Aaron Donald again. But Matthew is the kind of guy that uh, really I don't think they win the Super Bowl, and I don't think they go to the Super Bowl without Tyron Matthew. He changed their defense. Yeah, so Mahomes is, you know, I talked about Ben Roethlisberger earlier. We talked about chips on shoulders. You don't think those guys have chips on their shoulders? You have Tyreek Hill saying, I'm absolutely embarrassed the way I played in the Super Bowl. Um, Just, you know, it's one of those things, the guys that they brought in on offense, on the offensive line, that was just a really spectacular series of moves. The trade with Baltimore, you know, to get Orlando Brown, excuse me, not or he was, I'm sorry, Orlando yep. Brown. Um, I, I mix, I mix him up all the time. Um, uh, Zeus jr. You know, you bring him in and sure they gave, they gave up some pieces of the future, but we see that in hockey all the time. You make those trades in, and that's, that was a good trade for them. I hated that. They gave it to Baltimore. They gave Baltimore that draft capital that killed me, but really, Bringing him in and then drafting the guys that they drafted really good. And they made some other moves. That's what five different guys there, but five kind of shrewd moves. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, they doubled down with their depth chart, drafting Creed Humphrey, the signing of Austin Blythe, Laurent Duvernay Tardif is uh, back. coming back. Yeah, yeah. He's back. That's huge. One of the highest paid guards in football. Then they side signed Chris Long out of retirement. Like you, you go up and down the list. They have two offensive lines deep. <laughs> they really said, Hey, we're we're not letting Patrick Mahomes run for his life again, is what they said this offseason. <laughs> uh, but I also agree my number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh what is there to say that hasn't been said? Uh except for hopefully the run of terror of the AFC uh, comes to an end. Uh, here it, with the Chiefs uh, string of representing the AFC and Super Bowls, uh, stopping it, hopefully too. Because uh, I know Steeler fans were hoping uh, our team could be inserted inserted into that picture. But, Brian, do you think any team can uh, knock off the Chiefs as that uh, perennial AFC contender? Call me a homer. I think the, the Steelers can, but you can't rank them. You cannot rank them number one. But I think they're a team. I think if the planets align right, they can. 
I think the Buffalo Bills definitely can. And you know, the Tennessee Titans and the I don't see the Cleveland Browns doing it. And there's a wild card in there too. And it's the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they're a team that can I, you know, I was dangerously close to putting the Ravens at number five, as well as the Titans instead of Cleveland. I just but it's a really good division. Excuse me, it's a really good conference. And it's going to be interesting because there are better teams in that conference than you would actually think. I'm going to throw out two other teams, not to knock this team off, but, but to give them some problems in the division. Now you rated the Raiders low, not as low as I rated them. I I would still rate them low, but the chargers, especially, I love that team too, for what they've been doing, how they're building that team. Herbert is, is a future star play plays in my, one of my favorite cities outside of Pittsburgh. I love Los Angeles. I love their number one pick. I mean, they, they got to steal a Slater. The, the only Slater that this guy is not as good as is AC Slater. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just remember that. And Hey, remember AC Slater, that's going to have something to do with BTSE in the future. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> in a roundabout way, in some Mario Lopez uh, cl- yes. collab, yeah, yeah. I, no, we're not, we're not getting Mario, but we're, but uh, just wait and see. Um, <laughs> but all I'm saying is, I love that team, and I actually here's a team that I really like that everybody's going to laugh me off of this show, but I like the Denver Broncos make oh. make making a jump this year. I mean. Definitely in uh, in contention. But my gosh, what did he have to deal with? The defense was a mess ravaged by injuries. Then he lost he lost Cortland Sutton in week two. He he came out in week two. My gosh, this team, Thanksgiving weekend, took on the New Orleans Saints with a guy from Wake Forest that was a running back off of the practice squad. You know, that's that's crazy to me. Now, do I, are they going to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs maybe in one game? Maybe they could beat them one game. They're not going to win the division, but that's a division that is announcing themselves as an up-and-coming division. They're definitely in the top four in the entire National, National Football League when you talk about divisions. I could honestly... Actually, we ranked them, Bad Company ranked them as number three on that show we did last week. So you gave us a couple underrated teams. I'm curious who you think are the most overrated teams, not just in the AFC, but across the NFL. Who, who, who do you say at this point is getting a little bit too much love? Hmm. Gosh, I really wasn't prepared for that one. Uh, <laughs> so I will go ahead and I will take one of your teams and I will say the Los Angeles Rams would be one team that I think is slightly overrated. Um, could could I even dare to say that Tampa might be a little overrated because a lot of people have them ranked at number one and repeating? Now, I just put them in my top five, but I can go ahead and put them there. A lot of people are asking me to say that Cleveland is overrated. I I'm not I'm not ready to say that yet, but you could possibly say that. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Indianapolis Colts are overrated. 
Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with that. Like we got to see what what uh, Carson Wentz can do until I I want to buy in on that team. So it'll be interesting to see what the Colts can do. Another name I want to throw out there, maybe the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Um, Pacific Northwest, they get a lot of love up here, a lot of love, and I I hear it all the time. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were the fourth team in the NFC West. Russell Wilson again will be running for his life. There was some drama to start the offseason. Could it come back if he starts getting hit more? He's got Nick Bosa to deal with, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. You just go on and on. This division is very good, especially in the defensive side of the football. And the Seahawks don't have a great offensive line. So I think the Seahawks could be a, a team to throw out there. You know what? I, I got to say this. I, I don't want to rip on anybody too much, but did Wilbar just LOL me? Uh-oh. On the Colts, <laughs> I just got LOL'd by Wilbar. How about that? Wow! <laughs> Let, let's just let's just see, let's just see what happens there, young Andy. Yeah, there you go. Wes is There's agreeing a- with me on the Colts, and Andrews <laughs> LOLing me. That's kind of rude. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, okay. I, I I get it though. Like the, the Colts could be good. They have. They also. They're a, another team with a ton of question marks. Um, but one other thing that I, I really did want to get in before uh, we run out of time tonight, the Texans specifically, we're both in agreement that they're probably the worst team in football as we sit here right now. This is a 17 game regular season. Could we see the first inaugural year of 17 games? A team going winless, 0-17. Is that possible? Have they made the wrong moves to that degree that they could go 0-17? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say no. I they're a one, They could be a 1-16 team. Blind squirrels always seem to find a nut, and it's really hard. Now, back in the day, I, I don't know if if you've ever uh, – I'm sure you've you've heard of them, but – one of his big things back in the day was Jim Rome when he would, when he would cheer and he would berate a team for screwing up and not going. Oh, and 16, there are teams like the San Diego chargers um, back in like the late nineties. And there were a few teams that came. Oh, so close and would win in weeks 15 or 16 uh, or 16 and 17. And they, and he would be so upset because it's actually a hard thing to go. 0-16. It really is. Now, to go 0-17, if Deshaun is in the mix, and and I just don't know how out of the mix he's going to be. They've made some crazy moves, but I just... It really sounds like he's not playing. Whether or not it's up to him, but even if it was up to him, I, I don't know if he's playing this year. If the over and under is two, I'm taking I'm taking the under. But I, I still don't think zero. Or let, let's say the over and under. If the over and under was three, I'm definitely taking the under. Mm. I, 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 I could that. see him possibly eking out two games. But sun shines on a dog's butt every once in a while, my friend. <laughs> there you go. And uh, on that note, I think we should do our uh, our classic wrap-up here. Um, Brian, I know we got some new and exciting podcasts joining the fold. Are you want to uh, plug what's going on for the people? Yeah, so here's the deal. If you guys are not checking out the audio-only side, you're missing out. There's so much that you are missing. Look, these shows on YouTube are great. 
and we do rerun them on the audio only show. And here's the thing. Do you want to be driving down the road, looking at these two faces and say, my gosh, those are handsome young men. And well, I'm almost 50, but man, those guys are like, it's like the backstreet boys. And then, and sync 40 years later. But when that happens, do you want to risk a ticket or wrecking because you're looking at these faces? No, you got to check out the audio only side. No, I digress. I'm just fooling around. Uh, I look at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, God, good Lord. How'd that woman marry me? But all I'm saying is that there Boos. is so much more than what's on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more that we have on the YouTube network. Now on these YouTube and Facebook shows, we are going to, we are going to continue to run them, but we're going to run them a lot earlier on the audio only side. We're going to run them now at midnight. So this show, not yet, but when the season starts, this show, it's going to be a lot more fresh when you get it on the audio only side. You're still going to have the five great shows that you get at 5 a.m. It's going to continue to be Let's Ride, Live Mike, Let's Ride, Stacky, and Let's Ride. I, I wanted to call it the Scobro show, you know, so, but the original name. <laughs> so, so that geek. Yeah. And we're going to have the 5 a.m. show. That's going to be back on Saturday is the Steelers pre pregame show. Here we go. The Steelers pregame show with myself and the great KT Smith. Great analysis from that guy. Then at noon, you're going to get more new shows on Monday. Now, when the season starts Monday, you're going to get let's ride on Monday. And the reason you're going to get Monday at noon, let's ride is because in the regular season, we're going to have a lot of carryover from the Steelers pregame show. We're going to continue to run that. That gets, that gets a lot of attention because it is immediate reaction from the game on Tuesday. The man that, that I tell you what I think is absolutely fantastic. And I'm subbing in for him tonight. And I'm hoping I'm doing a great job, but I had a chance to talk to Jeffrey Benedict and I said, I said, yeah, I said, Jeffrey, it's time you have your own solo show because you deserve it. You've earned it. And he's doing a show called on the Steelers cutting room floor. It's going to be a film study and an audio film study, because when you listen to the analysts on the radio, they're saying what a, per what a player's assignment was. And nobody does that better than Jeffrey Benedict. And I can't wait for that show. It's going to be very good on Wednesdays. We're going to have a brand new show, a guy from hashtag ride or die, Jeremy Betts. Now he shows up a lot on the uh, live, the live let's ride when uh, Jeff, Jeff Hartman does that on Wednesdays. And so you're going to hear from, from Mr. Betts with a fantasy football fix, and it's going to be the Steelers fantasy football fix, but he's not going to just cover traditional. He's going to, cover daily fantasy he's going to cover the Steelers in fantasy the Steelers opponents it is going to be a show that a lot of people are asking for and we're getting it and I can't wait on Thursday this is going to be a show that you are used to and a show that you love a lot of people love the guys down under and Matty Peverell is a guy who has been doing a show it started out as the cap room it became the war room and he's talks a lot about salary cap but he talks a lot about future players and the draft he's he's covering on the show that just debuted tonight he's covering the Steelers who they're looking at 
as far as prospects go. And this is how good this guy is. A day before the draft, he extensively covered Kendrick Green as possibly going to the Steelers. And not a lot of people were doing that. So I got to tell you, that is a show you want to check out. Then the show that you are not going to want to miss on Fridays. This is going to be one of the most unique shows on our entire network. It's going to be called What Yin's Talking About. And it is going to be something that uh, Michael and I are going to, this might be a little bit of an inside joke, but it's not. But it's going to cover a lot of people that cover the Steelers on social media. And there's been a lot of social media in Pittsburgh social media. There's been a lot of yapping back and forth. And spicy these days. In the last couple of weeks. And and I'm going to say so, but they are going to take it. It's going to be more character driven. And it's going to be two guys, definite, definite Yinzers. These characters are going to be definite Yinzers. And they are going to be talking about what's going on that week and what everybody's talking about on Pittsburgh social media. It is going to be great. This is a gentleman named Kyle Kreiss. And he he's bringing a partner in on this. And I did not do, I have not met him as of yet. And I can't wait, can't get a, can't wait to get a chance to talk to him as well. But they're going to be doing characters on this show that are longtime Steeler fans. And he hails from Uniontown, but he's now in Los Angeles. He is a stand-up comedian. Check him out on Spotify. He's got two comedy albums. Funny, funny guy. And I I told Michael today, I want to fire him already because he's already fi- funnier than me. And I just can't. It's tough for me to share that spotlight. I might not be funny at all. But... But all I'm going to say is um, those are going to be some great shows. And then one more, and we're going to hopefully highlight these guys next Wednesday. Um, Jeff and I, behind the scenes, call them the Ohioans. But this is um, Chris. Is uh, We have uh, Chris going to be on the show. Also, Paul, Chris Pugh, excuse me, Paul Yanchuk, and uh, Joe Frost. And two of them hail from Ohio. Um, Joe is in Mississippi. Um Chris is a writer for USA Today, and he's these three do podcasts together. Paul is actually from Pittsburgh, so um, but there's going to be a lot of uh, they're smack dab in the middle. Know a lot about the Ohio scene, and we've got two guys in the, in the division, but they're going to be doing something called the Power Half Hour, and it's not they're not highlighting Ohio whatsoever, but they do know a lot about our competition. But these guys are going to do a lot of power rankings, but. Not the power rankings every week with like we kind of did tonight. Power ranking the NFL teams. No, power ranking the Steelers in different categories every week. It is going to be a different show. What we wanted to do when we brought these shows in is have a theme and a hook to every single show. When you turn on Know Your Enemy, you just hear the name Know Your Enemy with Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. You know they're having a guest every single week and they are going to be talking about the Steelers opponent that week. And they're going to have an expert on that opponent, and you know what you're getting with these shows. You should be know what you're get know knowing what you're getting with every single show. And if you listen to one of my shows, you should know that tonight I'm stumbling. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're going to have a guy that stumbles. But with that being said, I'm excited about the new fall lineup. Nobody, unless you are a traditional radio station, a sports radio station, you there is no other site 
on this side of the media, whether it be a website, a blog that has this many original podcasts. And if you could find one, I would love to know. Yeah, I would say I, I, doing the quick math, it sounds like we're going to have more than 15 hours a week of original podca- podcasting content for you come the regular season. There's no place you want rather be than Behind the Steel Curtain and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, before we sign things out, I also want to remind everyone to just click over to the website. we got great stuff running every day from film rooms from uh, KT Smith and Jeffrey Benedict to commentary to breaking news. We're, we're still working away on our full roster breakdown. Uh, both myself and Dave Schofield have been plugging away on that. So that's nearing its conclusion. So make sure you're also checking those out. Uh, there's just tons of content on the website, the podcast platform, and it's only going to grow. So thank you to you, the, the listener and the viewer. Um, and before we head out, Brian does want to add something here. Happy birthday, Kathy. Happy birthday, Andrew. I believe, I hope I didn't miss anybody, but we've got some birthdays, uh, some big bad company birthdays and just big BTSC family members for all of our shows. So, you know, have a great day and happy birthday. And thanks for sharing that news with us. Absolutely. There's no better note to end on, uh, end on than that one. So uh, for myself and my co-host tonight, one Mr. Brian Anthony Davis, thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next week.